0: This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler Area, located at 1500, south Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10:30 a.m. and 2:30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Here is the wood, and there is the fire. But where is the sacrifice? Y'all know this story. It's found in Genesis chapter 22. And it's a story of um, how Abraham proved his faith by his willingness to sacrifice his own son Isaac. So today I would like to talk a little bit about um, faith. Just simply faith. One word title. So let's take a look at Genesis chapter 22, and we're going to start in verse 1, and we're going to read several of them, starting there in verse 1, and it came to pass, after these things that God did tempt Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am, and he said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Of which God had told him. And then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood. Lost my place oh, of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son and took the fire in his hand and a knife and they went both together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father? And he said, Here am I, my son. And he, and he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb? for a burnt offering. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they, both, they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there. I'm not in the right place, am I? Here we are. Sorry about that. Okay, and they came to the place uh, where God had told, which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him upon the altar, upon the, uh, laid him on the altar upon the wood, and Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son, and the angel. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seest seest thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him uh, it caught in a ram, caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said unto this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. So what would you read just now? No other scene in the Bible more closely parallels the crucifixion of Christ. Here we have Abraham and his wife, who waits many, many years for a son, and then finally that son is given them. They were promised a son, and then now he is commanded to sacrifice. His only son, Isaac. They named him Isaac, which translates as happy. And so here they're blessed with this happy child, and then he's ordered to sacrifice him. While undergoing the most supreme test of his faith, Abraham sets out to do just exactly that. They make all the preparations. They take some servants, and they go to the mountains of Moriah. The mountains of Moriah is also where Jerusalem's at, also is where Calvary's at. A person might ask, how could God expect such a thing from Abraham? How could he make such a request? And the truth of the matter is, God had no intention of allowing Abraham to sacrifice his son. He was testing Abraham. A person could also perhaps ask, how could Abraham even consider complying with such a request? To be willing to give up his only son that he was promised for so long. Well, again, Abraham knew that God would provide. And I said at the start, I was going to talk about faith and have barely touched on the subject, but we'll get around to that. According to Merriam-Webster, the dictionary defines faith as including something that is believed, especially with strong conviction. Complete trust, belief, and trust in and loyalty to God. The Bible itself gives us the definition. And this is a well-known verse. It's in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. And there we read, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is what makes up hope. And it gives us the ability to believe in things that we cannot see, things that we might think are impossible. Because of faith, we can believe these. Hebrews 11, the chapter 11, is uh, filled with several um, examples of people of faith. But the one we're mainly concerned with is Abraham and Isaac, the story of them. In uh, Hebrews 11, uh, we're going to skip down to the 17th verse. And there we read, By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. According to according that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, and whence also he received him in a figure. Abraham and his wife were promised that through their offspring there would be a great nation. And... They were both elderly. They were both pretty old. Uh, I don't know how old, but they were old. And this promise became a possibility with the birth of the son, who they named Isaac. And God commanded Abraham to sacrifice this long-awaited child. Could you do it? If I had a child, I know I could. I could not do that. But Abraham didn't hesitate. The story tells how he immediately made preparations. He chopped up the firewood. He loaded it on the donkey. I don't know how they carried the fire, but they took it with them. He didn't make a new fire when he got there. They took it with him. And uh, Isaac and himself and some of his servants proceeded on their way. And they went to the mountains of Moriah and to a place that they were to be told about. They get within a certain distance and Abraham can see where they're going over there in the distance. And so he says to his servants, he says, uh, and Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Right here in this particular verse, we can see evidence that Abraham knows good and well he's going to walk back down that mountain with his son. He does not say, you stay here and me and the boy are going to go over there and worship and then I will come back to you. No, he says, We're going to come back, the two of us, both of us. So they put all the firewood on Isaac. They transferred the wood over to Isaac. And uh, now this young man has to carry this load up a mountain uh, to the point where he eventually is to be sacrificed, but he doesn't know that yet. But he's starting to wonder. And he asked his dad, well, we have the wood here, and we got the fire, but something's missing. Where is the sacrifice? And Abraham, what did he tell him? Well, we just read it in verse 8. Oops, i I've got behind again, okay. In verse 8, and Abraham uh, said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Anyway, they go on, and they arrive at the point where they're supposed to be. Abraham builds this altar, he puts the wood on it, he ties Isaac up, and he is bound, and he put him on, the, on top of the wood. I can't speak for Isaac, I wasn't there, I don't know, but along about this time, I suspect Isaac's starting to get a little nervous. And I imagine Abraham's going through some pretty heavy emotions right there too. But nonetheless, Abraham did not doubt, not for one minute, that he was going to walk down that mountain with Isaac. He went so far as to raise the knife and prepare to slay his son and the angel of the Lord stopped him. Look again there in verse 11. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon thy son, on the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And the story continues that um, after Abraham hears this, he looks up and caught in the bushes over there, there's there's a ram, and so he takes that ram and sacrifices it instead of his son. And so, in the words of a famous radio spokesperson, Mr. Paul Harvey, and now you know the rest of the story. But is it really... Is it really the rest of the story? The story might be said to just be beginning, beginning of another story that closely parallels it. I mentioned at the start there were similarities uh, between um, uh, Abraham sacrificing Isaac and uh, Christ's crucifixion. Abraham did not have to sacrifice his son. God did. God sacrificed his son. In the Old Old Testament days, the sacrifice was merely a way to postpone the sins of the people. Jesus died on the cross as a one-time sacrifice, uh, never having to do that again. But he made that sacrifice. He died on the cross for us. The few similarities that stand out, I say, uh, they loaded the wood on Isaac. Here's this heavy load of wood that they put on this young man, and he had to carry it up the mountain to the point to where he was going to be sacrificed. Well, after Jesus was beaten, they made him carry his own cross just as far as he could up the mountain. Isaac was bound and secured to the wood. Jesus also was secured to the wood, the wood of the cross, by nails that uh, that were used to penetrate his hands and his feet. Jesus was crucified on Mount Calvary, which is in the Moriah mountain range. In the last half of James, chapter 2, it talks about how faith without works, is dead. It talks about faith which believes about Jesus as distinguished from a faith that believes in him. We can believe about Jesus much the same as we can George Washington or Abraham Lincoln. But that kind of faith will not change our lives. It will not alter our saved or unsaved condition in any way. It could have no more effect on our condition than just wishing that the beggars could be warm and filled and then not doing anything for them. So let's read a few verses there in James chapter 2. First, I thought I'd skip a few, edit some out. But after looking them over, I said, well, which ones? They're all good. They all apply. So we're going to start there in the 14th verse and read, What doth it profit, my brethren? Though a man's day he hath faith and hath not works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, and be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered his, Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, of which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, for he was called a friend of God. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith? Likewise also, whoops, I gotta get there. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So now, uh, in closing, I, I ask you, what kind of faith do you have? Do you believe about Jesus? Do you believe about God? You're not alone, but that's not enough. Or instead of just believing about him, do you believe in him? With a belief strong enough To perform the required works. To bring you to that decision that you need to uh, follow his commandments. And be baptized for the remission of your sins. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information. Please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com. Or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.